share a little something, something with y'all today. There is a, uh, a term, and the term is this. You ready for it? Know thyself. Know thyself. And I don't know why, but I woke up this morning with that, with just those two words ringing in my head. And it's been in my head all day. And I've been thinking about it, why? And, 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 and it's probably just, just, just a few conversations I've been having with a few different people about a few different things. And I think the thing that, that gets me the most is really how, how much we lie to ourselves about who we are, right? And even worse, how much we're afraid to admit the truth about ourselves to ourselves, right? So I, I kind of, scripture, scripture talks about it. It talks about looking at yourself in the mirror and then immediately walking away and forgetting what you look like, right? But then there's, then there's people who don't even look at themselves in the mirror. And they don't really like what they see, so they don't really bother looking at all. But then the terminology, know thyself, it comes from Socrates. I had to Google it and figure out why God put this word in my head. So it comes from Socrates. And, and actually, the original belief behind this, behind Socrates saying, know thyself, was actually anti-religious. It was anti-faith. And so basically what Socrates was saying is that if you know yourself, then you don't have need of anything else. You don't have need of correction. You don't have need of growth. You don't have need of further understanding because if you know yourself and you know your place in the universe, then, then you should be all good. But of course, scripture has something different to say about that, right? And so I want to rebuke what Socrates says with something from Romans chapter 12. I'm going to pull out my phone here and I want to read it to you. And it comes out of, like I said, Romans 12, chapter 3. No, Romans chapter 12, my bad. Um, verse 3, that's what it is. Romans 12, verse 3. I'm, I'm repeating it several times because as soon as I'm done, somebody's going to ask me what it was. But this is what it says. Because of the privilege and the authority that God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. So the human condition has two problems. One is either a pride issue or it's a self-esteem issue. We either think too much of ourselves or we think too lowly of ourselves, right? The ego, the pride makes you a narcissist, makes you somebody that people don't like. The other end of it allows you to be a pushover. A lot of things come from that addiction poor coping mechanisms, uh, always searching for yourself and feeling lost and, and just not feeling that confidence that you are who you are. And, and so both sides of the pendulum can be problematic, right? But what this chapter is saying, it says humble yourself. Don't think too much of yourself, but identify yourself by your measure of faith. And now that's, that's the one we all got to camp out in, especially if you call yourself a believer in God and, and you believe that Jesus came and died for your sins and you believe all of that stuff. You call yourself a Christian. Well, then we got to we got to talk about this measure of faith bit, right? Because some people say, yeah, I believe in God, but I got this addiction. 
or, or, or yeah, I, I believe that Jesus died for my sins, but I don't think he wants somebody like me in heaven. I don't think, I know he died for other people's sins, but me, no, 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 he don't want anything with me because I've done unspeakable things. I, I can't come back from where I've been. I can't come back from the things I've done. So you see the difference right now? You got people who are up here thinking all this stuff about themselves when they're really not, and then you keep people down here thinking that they're worse than they really, really are. But Jesus says, I came for all. I didn't come for some. I came for all. So the first understanding of the measure of faith is you have to understand whether you, you're up here or whether you're down here, we all need a savior. There's no, ladies and gentlemen, there's no saving yourself. And, and, and how do you know who you are without first understanding whose you are? I'm going to say that one more time. How do you find understanding of who you are without a firm grasp of whose you are? Because if you can believe that God knit you in the womb, can I get an amen for that? I don't care what y'all hearing in the news. If you can believe that God knit you in the womb, then you got to believe that while he was doing that knitting, there was purpose. There was pleasure. There was love. So even before you came out of the womb and messed up, he was there in your corner, got your back. But yet, he also gave us the power of the Holy Spirit. And the power of the Holy Spirit, when we talk about being created in God's image, we're not talking about arms, we're not talking about legs, we're not talking about hair color, eye color. We're talking about being created in God's image, we're talking about the capacity for love. The privilege of patience. The power behind self-control. Talking about loving other people. Talking about selflessness. Talking about all of those things that we read about and, and, and we adore about this God of ours. That's the image that he's implanted in each and every one of us. And so, as your measure of faith grows, it's all right, whatever. As your measure of faith grows, two things happen. As your faith grows, you really recognize how little you are without God. But then what you also understand is how strong you can be with God. And so as, <laughs> thank you, baby. And so as your measure of faith grows, you grow. You grow in strength. You grow in power. You grow in self-confidence. You grow in your capacity to love. You grow in your capacity to do right. You grow in the ability to walk the right path. You grow in your ability to say no to things that you know aren't good for you. And yes, to the one who's nothing but right for you. And so, staying here in front of you guys today, and, and, and let me tell you, it's a very 
very common problem in, in, in the work that I do in church, out of church. How many people don't know themselves? And so the struggle again, it begins with not knowing whose you are. And so just by a show of hands, I want to know, even if it's just a little bit of a measure of faith, how many of you will call yourselves believers in God, followers of Jesus Christ, Christian men and women? All right, amen. Kind of like divided in half over here. Maybe they didn't hear me. I don't know. Should I say that again? Huh? I should ask again? I should ask again. They didn't hear? Oh, okay. They hungry? They, they getting deaf from hunger pain? How many of y'all would call yourselves Christians, followers of Jesus Christ? Okay. You don't got no, you got, don't got to raise your hand if you don't know. I'll tell you one thing, if you're not sure, we should have a discussion if you're curious. We, we should talk tonight, right? We, we, and we can do that. We can talk, right? Now, if you are, I want you to take one thing away from what I'm saying and all this rambling that I'm doing here with y'all tonight. I want you to take one thing away, all right? Where you are right now does not define who you are because thank you because you can celebrate whose you are right where you are that part and maybe God's just waiting for you to show up because he's already here and so regardless of where you are you have power maybe not so much to change your circumstance, but you can definitely change your perspective. You can change your outlook. You can understand that today is temporary. Tomorrow is forever. And so for each and every one of us, and I pray this every single time I come out here, and I'm gonna pray it again. My prayer is that for each and every one of us that we can wake up tomorrow with the intent and the fire and a focus to be better versions of ourselves tomorrow than we were today. Some of us, that's going to take a lot of work. For all of us, it's going to take a lot of work. Can I get an amen? amen? But it begins by knowing thyself. I'm going to pray for us right now. Dear God, I just thank you. I know, I know your word does not return void. And I also know there's so many who push back against it, Lord, and they got multiple reasons for why. And I'm not here to judge. But my prayer is that for those, for those heads that have been hardened, those hearts that have been hardened by life, that have been hardened by circumstance, I pray that there's something in your word today that, that softened it up a little bit, that pierced through that armor, Lord. I pray that, that your spirit is moving through this crowd right now and it's seeking out the vulnerable. It's seeking out the lost. It's seeking out the hurt. It's seeking out the curious. And it's appealing to them right now. Lord, I pray for those who know you that their strongest desire would be to know you better. And I pray for those who don't know you that maybe today might be the beginning of that journey for them, Lord. But for all of us, I thank you for this day. I pray for tomorrow. And I thank you for your son. 
Uh, without him, we might not have that promise of tomorrow. But since we do, Lord, we pray that each and every one of us can make it better than it was today. Lord, we love you. We thank you so much. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. Well, thank you all for your time. Appreciate it. All right, volunteers. This podcast was recorded live and uncut at our Homeless Food Share events. To learn more about Straight Street, visit our website at straightst.org.